this is Two Girls, One Ghost. Oh, yeah. Two Girls, One Ghost. hey yo, and we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hi. I'm Sabrina. We're here to read ghost stories to you, so let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just jump on in. Why not? You know what I always think about? The fact that we say, like, this is an Encounters episode when, like, it says Encounters in the title of the episode. Wow. I never thought about that either. Like, <laughs> clarifying. Well, I guess it's kind of our segue into explaining what the Encounters episode is if anyone's just jumping on right, for the first that's time. that's true. And also, I guess, if you, like, automatically play, like, a playlist and you don't know, you don't see the thing, like, yeah. you're driving. There anyway. were reasons. Right? Anyway, we're here to read ghost stories and that's what we're going to do. Should I go first? Yes, do it. Okay, this is from Ian, and the subject line is, How I discovered I could see ghosts, and I thought my family was going to be murdered. Hey ladies, I thought I would drop y'all an email. I wanted to share the first memory I have of seeing spirits. I was very young when this occurred, and I did not realize that I was seeing spirits at the time. Here it goes. I was six years old the first time I remember seeing and hearing ghosts. I had been put to bed around 8 o'clock and was sleeping peacefully. And around 1 o'clock in the morning, I felt something sit at the foot of my bed and it woke me up. I thought it was one of our cats that liked to sleep in bed with me. So I opened my eyes to see that, unfortunately, it was not the cat. I woke to see two men sitting at the foot of my bed. They both had their backs turned to me and hadn't noticed I was awake staring at them with my mouth hanging open. One man wore a long olive green coat and a fedora-type hat. The other man was a little shorter than his friend and wore a tan jacket. I didn't see their faces clearly, just their profiles backlit by the soft light filtering in from the hallway. These men appeared very solidly and not transparent or misty like other people had described ghosts or had seen in cartoons with white sheets, etc. As I lay there and saw these men, I started getting scared. My mother used to terrify me with the story of Adam Walsh any time we went shopping at Sears or Hills department store so I wouldn't wander off. The fear of being kidnapped or worse started to build even more than when the men started talking. The taller man in the green jacket began talking about how they were going to murder my family and rob us. I clearly to this day remember him telling the shorter man to start with my sister in the room next to mine and then go to the other end of the house and murder my parents and finally return to my room to murder me. Holy crap. They were going to use a hammer to bash my sister in the head with, and they were going to slit my parents' throat, and then they were going to smother me. Oh my gosh. I was terrified as I lay there and heard their plan. As I kept staring at them, they did start to become a little transparent, but then looked very solid again. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to scream and and them to turn to see me and murder me right then. So I did the only thing a six-year-old kid could do, and I started crying quietly and hid under the covers. About two or three minutes later, I felt the weight lift off my bed and I poked my head out. I did not see the men or hear them walking around the house. So I jumped out of bed and ran as fast as I could to the other side of the house to my parents' room and started screaming and crying and trying to explain what I saw. My dad went to my sister's room to check on her, and she was still asleep soundly. My parents searched the house and didn't find any trace of the men. They chalked it up to a nightmare, but I know I was awake, and I know the conversation between the men had taken at least five minutes before they left the room. After they assured me that the men weren't there and tried to reassure me that the men were not real, they put me back to bed. I have never seen these spirits again, thankfully, though I have had some run-ins with less than pleasant ghosts since, but I haven't felt as terrified by them as I did those two men. I do not know who these men were, where they came from, or where they went, but I have always felt like these men were murderers who had died and still being earthbound, like acting out their earthly activities even dead. I have discovered through the years that there are some nasty earthbound spirits out there that continue to behave and act like they did in life, and they have no desire to move on to the other side. 
I definitely try to limit my exposure to those spirits. They cause all sorts of physical issues for me, like the 16-year-old girl spirit I encountered at a Richmond hotel. She had been a runaway a couple of decades prior and ended up trusting the wrong man who murdered her in the field that the hotel was later built on. She continued to hang out in the hotel, using oppression to cause people to argue and have issues with her family, spouses, etc. So she could feed off their energy. She showed up in the room I was staying in and was shocked that I could see and talk to her. I tried to get her to move on, but she refused, stating that she liked causing people emotional grief. It was a way that she continued to be fed energetically. During my encounter with her, I developed one of the worst migraines I have ever had. I told her eventually she had to leave my room and I didn't want to talk to her anymore. I left the hotel to go to dinner and after a couple of hours of being out of her energy field, the migraine started to diminish. The health responses are something else I have discovered through my work. Once I stopped fighting the quote-unquote gift, the migraines that plagued me for years stopped, though keeping myself protected and guarded helps too. And setting clear boundaries with earthbound spirits is very important. I hope you are all doing great. I love the podcast and give you all a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you. Again, thank you for both doing this work and helping people feel less crazy and being an authentic and hopeful, hopeful, helpful force in people understanding and dealing with the supernatural experiences. I look forward to future episodes and I will see you on the other side. Ian. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> okay. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot. I can't even imagine waking up in the middle of the night to men at the end of your bed explaining to you how they're about to go murder because it's who would think it's a ghost you would automatically especially waking up and already feeling groggy and being young too you'd be like this is it this is happening to my family and and like truly there was nothing he could do except for lay there because if they were real he's right they would have like been like oh he's shit he's awake let's kill him now right and like even like even if they were yeah i I don't know it's like that's the worst that's horrible it's horrible and like the fact that the plan was so they they talked out the whole entire plan and it was like so thought out and everything like it 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 makes me wonder what the purpose was was it to elicit fear and then feed off of that energy as did the woman that he met later in life at that hotel or wherever would do or i don't know i want to know why like why so much detail why the need but i also wonder if maybe they don't there are multiple things like maybe they don't know they're dead because why would they be planning all these murders like they can't actually murder them or maybe it's like a residual haunting where like they are reliving a, a murder that they actually did and and they're talking it out the way that they did the night that they did the murder or like the night, I don't know. But it sounds like, and I also wonder, like, it's clear that these are two horrible spirits who, while they were living, probably did murder people and rob them. And I wonder mm-hmm. if there's any way to trace who it could be, you know? Right. Like in that area, if other people had been murdered in a way like that. That's a spirit I would not want to wake up to at the end of my bed. No. I never want to wake up to a spirit at the end of my bed, but... No, no. They're, they're the last on my list. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, the ones that m- seem so real that they're actually going to do something and, like, real human. Yeah. And it's not like you can just get up and run to your parents' room and be like, oh, my God, this just happened. It's... Ugh. It seems too real. Oh, my gosh. It's so scary. It's and so also, scary. It's interesting that he had that sort of experience with the woman in the hotel because oftentimes we're like, well, why do spirits linger? Why 
might they show up or why might they try to scare people? And she just straight up gave her answer. It feeds her energy and she has no intention of leaving. And also because she had been murdered. So it's like I put my faith in people and they fucking like screwed me over. So like why should I do them any favors now? Like if I can get stronger and get more energy off these people who might do horrible things, like I'm going to do it. But that's so also the mindset of someone who it does not have a, a healthy mindset. You know, you no, can't I know. be wronged by one person or a small group of people and then apply that to the whole to the whole population. I agree. But I feel like that's what she's doing, you know? Right. Crazy. What do you have? This is from Megan. It's called Peggy. Hey, ladies, this is my first time writing, inspired by the story about Breck which was very close to home. A few years back, I used to live with my best friend, we'll call her S, her husband, and their little girl. We'll call her K. She was two when I moved in, and almost five when they moved out of state and away from me. Aww. Before we moved in together, they all lived in an apartment and had a bunch of stuff packed up in boxes and in the kitchen. One day, one of the boxes fell, and it was a heavier box on top, nothing that could have tipped over on its own without help. And Kay said out loud, ugh, I told her to stop running. And S was like, told who? And she said, Peggy. And that was the first time we'd heard of Peggy. And Kay was two? Yeah. For the two years we lived together, Peggy was a regular in our conversations and Kay's playmate. She'd roll around on the floor laughing and saying, Peggy, stop tickling me. (gasps) Oh, I don't like that. We'd ask what Peggy looked like and Kay would say, Sometimes she's really small, but sometimes she's really big. Kay would also talk about Peggy's dog and would bring water out to him in the backyard and said, He's all bloody. (laughs) One morning, I woke up for work and Kay sighed and said, I'm really tired, Megan. (laughs) I asked if she didn't sleep well and she angrily said, Peggy kept me up all night. She wanted me to let her outside, but I told her to leave me alone and let me sleep. One time, Kay told her mom that Peggy was having prom in the middle of the street and wanted her to come too. Excuse me, Peggy? (laughs) Her, quote, brothers would also visit Kay in her room at night. And she would say, unscared, of course, and very matter-of-factly for a four-year-old. They were all bloody and had knives. Oh, my gosh. They moved to Wisconsin and didn't hear about Peggy much after that, except one time after they'd moved, Kay came crying to her mom saying Peggy had died. Who knows what that even means? <laughs> Kay's now eight and a couple of years ago started drawing family pictures with a dark figure outside of the window of the house and the word creep next to it. What? <laughs> this kid sees all the spirits. So crazy. Anyway, love you girls. Love the podcast. Stay spooky. Megan. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> this is so scary. Who is I'm Peggy? So Why does she have brothers that hold knives? Why is her dog all bloody? Why is everyone bloody? Are they all murderers? Is this a murderer episode? I know. And she's sometimes really small and sometimes really big. And she's... Ru- okay, here's the thing. She's running. No one should be running especially a spirit especially a dead person i don't want to see any spirits <laughs> running keep a slow and steady pace well actually that scares me too just don't move 
That scares me too because that means they're like just standing there staring at you. Okay, just go away. (laughs) I am so... I don't get it. I don't get Peggy and her life and who she is and why. Yeah, me neither. Like why? 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 And like the fact that she died, it makes me wonder, did she pass on? Did she find another child to be with? And so she told Kay that like this is the last time we're going to see each other. How does how does Kay know that she... Right, or was it just the fact that she hadn't appeared in a long time, and so she just made the assumption that she died? Right. Or did one of the brothers with knives come and say, Peggy's I killed dead. Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> also, who is Creep? Who is Creep? She's Maybe that... Oh, oh my God, oh outside. no. <gasps> what, if, what if Peggy died because Creep killed her? Mm, this is so scary. This poor child i know someone help this child i mean i like the idea that she sees spirits there's nothing wrong with it but i think she's so young that maybe she doesn't understand what these scary things are and the power that they have but maybe now that she's calling that one thing creep and drawing this figure outside of the home means that she does have an understanding you know oh so scary wait oh my god that reminds me again of like a figure standing outside of the house turning around to look at you This is from Michelle, and it's titled, Seeing the Same. Hey, girls, how dare I? I've fallen so behind with the podcast, and it just hit me while listening to the episodes I missed that I've actually run into some really effed up stuff with my sister. How dare I? I love it. (laughs) This is why I called the email Seeing the Same. So before I start off the email, I'm going to briefly briefly give you a little background. In my house's basement where my mom... Where me and my sister sleep, where I've seen my grandmother, shadows, and I heard a few voices as well as strange sounds, so has my mother. I have seen two different people, the same ones as my sister. I don't know how this has somehow developed to the stage, but it has. My sister once told me that in our basement there's a spirit named Barbara, and since then, every little freaky thing that's happened, we've associated it with Barbara. So just keep that in mind. So one night, I was home alone, the house is completely silent, and well, when the house is silent, somehow things come to life. Something, somehow, things, rather, people come to life. Oh. Whether at night or during the day, they do. But let's start about the night visitor. So I'm sitting on the couch watching TV. My sister was supposed to be home, but she decided to go out to see her friend. So I knew there was no way she could come home and try to scare me. I remember I was sitting down completely unaware that I was being watched, but for some odd reason, my head turned and on the stairs was a face, a face hanging from the wall right on the corner, smiling at me. The crazy thing is it looked like my sister and it was just smiling at me. I quickly (laughs) turned away and got up and ran into my room. I called out to my sister over and over and there was no answer. I was terrified to look look out again. Who knows where that face would be again? So I didn't. When I went back home for Easter, I was talking to my sister who was talking to her friend and she brings up the ghost she saw at her door. Guess what? She said she saw a head hanging by her door, peeking in, smiling at her, and it looked like her. Guess who else saw that? Now let's go back in time again. As I sat on the same couch again, I was watching TV and suddenly I looked to my right and so very slowly a woman walks across down the hall. It was like a flash in front of me. I couldn't see her face, but I remember she was in all white and had dark hair. What's up with spirit women always showing up in white? That's what I've been saying. (laughs) I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me, but for five minutes straight after that, my dog wouldn't stop looking in the direction the woman walked. Now let's fast forward to Easter. 
My sister was then talking to me and then she told me about the day when she saw a woman walking across the same hall with wavy dark hair but in a bl- but in black walking the same distance in the same place I saw my white woman walk to. That night, me and my sister and my mom were sitting by the couch in that room and then the strong smell of smoke hits my no- my nostrils. I almost said my nose holes. <laughs> it came and went so I thought nothing of it. When my mother left, I looked at my sister and asked, did you smell smoke? And Andrea looked at me and she goes, yeah, I was smelling it and didn't know if you or mommy were smelling it too. My sister and I just looked at each other and just stood in silence. Creepy. Hope you guys enjoy how creepy my basement is and how creepy I am. Stay ghostly, (laughs) Michelle. What's interesting too is that Michelle's experiencing almost the same exact thing as her sister, but it feels like her sister's experiencing a darker version of it. Yeah. Like the woman in black rather than in white. And then just a face on the wall versus a face peeking in and like moving themselves to be able to see the sister. And it's her face. So it's like, it's it's one thing for a sister to see, like for me to see my sister's face, but then for my sister to see her face. Yeah. It's and creepy. just talk about how it's not just like a body with a face? It's a hanging face. Like that is just so yeah. disturbing. I don't like that. Oh, man, I don't even know what it is. I can't <laughs> me neither. Even, I can't even begin to guess. I me mean, neither. I don't understand it. Because it's not the same thing maybe as like a doppelganger or a mimic or maybe a demon trying to take form or a skinwalker. Like it's it's fl- just the face floating. Yep. And look at, making eye contact and smiling. <laughs> no, no, no. <sighs> not about that. No. All right, well, let's see what I'm about. Let's see what I threw in okay. our inbox for today. Okay, this is from Reagan. New theory, pets can see your astral body. I'd believe it. Me too. We don't even have to read the email, but we will. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> Thanks for from sending your email, Reagan. but we don't need to read it. <laughs> Hello, my spooky sisters. Sorry if this wording in this email is off. I was just waking up from sleep paralysis, and I didn't want to forget to tell you guys what happened with my astral projecting experience. Oh, this is cool. We're like her dream diary. I know. (laughs) As I was getting sleep paralysis and drifting into astral projection, I felt fine. I could see my parents on the recliners next to me, and I could hear their conversations about what to order for dinner. I also saw my dog Freckles, and she was... (laughs) That's the cutest thing in the world. That's really cute. I saw my dog Freckles and she was standing next to me wanting me to pet her. So I did. Oh. And she does this thing where when you pet her, she rolls on her back so you can scratch her stomach. And my stepdad said, Freckles, nobody wants to scratch you right now. So my parents couldn't see me scratching her, but my dog could. Suddenly, I started feeling a very dark presence around me. I couldn't see anything, but it was a very strong, dark, and evil entity just lurking, and I immediately wanted to leave. I was trying to wake myself up and concentrate on moving my body to wake myself up, but it wasn't working, and I was starting to panic. I was trying to yell and scream at my parents, but nothing was happening. But then Freckles could tell that I was in distress and started licking my face until I completely and fully woke up. (gasps) Freckles to save the day! (laughs) I asked my parents if I was moving or talking in my sleep, and they said that I was just sleeping like a rock. Oh, my gosh. 
I think animals are so in tune with the spiritual realm that they can see and hear things that we can't. The sheer fact that she reacted to me petting her as well as feeling that I was panicked and wanted to wake me up is unbelievable. Well, thanks for reading. Stay spooky and see you on the other side. Reagan. Damn. Or Regan. I never really know. I think Regan, it's Regan. Uh, okay. The, uh, freckles is the cutest thing in the world and I I love that. But We should it's all also, have a freckles in our lives. It's also so scary that like the idea that when you astral travel, it took like not even three seconds for something dark to find her, you know? Like that 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 means that there are evil spirits lurking around everywhere. Yeah. Waiting. It also makes me wonder because it sounds like this is something that happens to her frequently. It makes me wonder if perhaps something has realized this and targeted her and was like, okay, well, I'll just hang here because I know it's going to happen to her soon enough. Yeah, maybe. But even when I, I had that astral projection experience, like it took maybe two minutes before right. I felt something. It reminds me of Insidious, though, the woman in the veil, and she gets closer and closer and closer <gasps> oh, I each time. It. Did you ever watch Insidious 2? Yes, I did. I have not. I think I was too scared. It was good. You should watch it. It makes Insidious 1, I mean, not that it didn't make sense, but it makes almost more sense, perhaps. And it makes the first Insidious a little less scary because it's kind of like the, the theor- it's all like theorizing what happened and looking at the father you should watch it um leah's like no <laughs> she's like i hear you guys talking about pets i'm a pet i love the idea though that if you are astral rejecting you can still go hang with your pet and like play with them and pet them even though you yourself are taking a little break multitask i love that freckles was like oh i know what to do and like licked her face and woke her up freckles to the rescue freckles really is a superhero seriously Wait, this would be a really good children's book. All the children's books have to involve the kids from nightmares. Freckles. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Freckles should have been friends with my dog, who is named Wrinkles. Wrinkles and Freckles. Oh my gosh, (laughs) Wrinkles and Freckles to the rescue. That's the book. Holy shit! Should we write it? Yeah. Okay, Sabrina, let's do it. This is going to be from our publishing company called two girls one book so yeah. we only get for it we only get one book so this is it <laughs> this is the book wrinkles and freckles freckles and wrinkles oh my gosh it's so sweet wow this one was a lot this had like murderous ghosts and children and pets and lots hanging of faces yeah all of the things. All of the things. So if you guys have all of the things, which I'm sure you do, any experience of anything and of any kind, email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your stories. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You can also donate to our Patreon. You can buy merchandise. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter or join our Facebook group or like our facebook page so many ways to support us and be in contact with us and keep up to date and the most important one is just tell everyone you know about our podcast and Mm -hmm. make them listen and become phantoms because make them listen that's priority when you make your to-do list this week make sure number one convert all friends to listening to two girls one ghost podcast when the world ends, we'll just save our listeners. How about that? Is that a good enough incentive? <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Wow. We'll take you to the other side with us. I love this. We'll have our own little like commune in the other side. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to basically be a replica of Hawaii, I think. Oh my gosh. On one side. Each, we'll do it like a clock, kind of like in Hunger Games where there's a clock and each section is like something different. It'll be. But it would be you know, happy and not like, yeah. oh, things one's are going to kill Hawaii, you. One's Hawaii, one's like a wood cabin. One's one is full like of dogs. Little cafes in Paris. One is <gasps> With full cats? of dogs. One is full of cats. Cat cafes, you know? Guys, it's going to be amazing. What do we talk about in our island, though, in our afterlife world? Do we talk about human stories? Like, do you believe in humans? Or do we continue talking about ghost stories, but it's like, we're the ghosts and like, look at this thing that I did today. I think we just create an army and try to figure out how to defeat the darkness. Oh, that's another great book. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to really decide which one is going to be our (laughs) one book. So, and we will see you you on the the other other side. side. Very spooky.